I'm not trendy? I'm not trendy. I'm out of date. I'm unhip. I'm not cool. I'm square. I'm beat. I'm lame. I'm old. I guess the key to clothes is to wear what you like and not worry about whether people say you're trendy or not. I'm here with my friends. Good morning, Gut Buckets. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast, where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name's Joey. I'm Andrew. And I am Max. And this is episode 122. We're talking Arnold versus Doug. Or Doug versus Arnold. I don't want to we'll give off. either one a <laughs> we'll go. We'll go alphabetical <laughs> if it makes Max feel better. <laughs> oh, <good>. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and this is me versus Max. I'm, yeah. I'm defending the character of Doug. And I am defending the character of Arnold. Yeah, so not the shows. Yeah. yeah. And I'll be deciding which <laughs> one of you is victorious. Uh, this is your first time judging? Yep. I'm pretty excited? Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, a good one. To, uh, I mean, I'm ready for it. Like, yeah. I don't feel really strong one way or the other. Oh, that's good. So I'm, that's awesome. Yeah. Good to hear. <laughs> And hopefully this time around, Max doesn't cheat like uh, he did on Theory for the Dark One. Okay. I never... I <laughs> what kind never. of facts Max is... Just, I hope you take whatever facts he throws out with a grain of salt. <laughs> I think that's a fair strategy, but, uh, you know, I will be looking for it. Good. Okay. Good. Yeah. Please do. Um, if you're not familiar, I think... What was it? Dark Dragon versus Vacant Lot? Vacant Lot, yeah. I think you yeah. threw out a Midnight Society fact that swayed Chris heavily. It, yeah. yeah it, that was made up. Well, <laughs> it wasn't made up. It was just an observation that I never researched. So, <laughs> so All right, Donald I mean, Trump. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. All right. Yeah. Um, well, a, a quick bit of Nick news. Um, next week, we're very excited. Uh, the Rocco movie is going to be on Netflix. Um, yeah. August 9th, but they did uh, also announce that um, Invader Zim, Enter the Florpus movie, which is also long-awaited, will premiere on um, Netflix the following week on August 16th. That is quite exciting. I'm pretty, I mean, I'm pretty uh, pumped for both of those. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. Max, you excited? You guys will be busy. (laughs) You're not going to watch? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, I'll watch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. <laughs> He's already lying, folks. <laughs> uh, well, Max, do you want to share with the listeners what our categories are going to be? Yeah, sure thing. Um, so we broke it down into five categories. We have fashion. We have personality. We have best friend, family, and legacy. Wow. Yeah. It's a little harder with characters uh, than, like, an episode. Yeah. I mean, these are very, like, specific things. They sure are. Um, did, you, did, you sound like you didn't struggle at all. You seem pretty confident over there. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I have Arnold, so I'm not too worried. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and you related like to it. Arnold? <laughs> no. No? You didn't relate to Arnold? Oh, am I, I thought you asked if I'm related to Arnold. No. Do I relate to Arnold? Yeah, yeah. sure. Cut that out. Um <laughs> Sorry. You sound um, like Urkel over here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do relate to Urkel. Oh, wait, that's not Urkel. That's, um... Cut it out. Uncle Joey? Oh, cut it out. Is that Uncle yeah, Joey? Yeah. Cut, cut it out. Cut it out, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> we, I digress. Um, do I? Yes, in some way, 
Um, I, I just I think he's a lot cooler than me though. Hmm. Especially for when I was his age, I was not. I didn't have my head on my shoulders like he does. <laughs> How about you and Doug? Uh, very yeah, I relate very strongly <laughs> to Doug, which I'll talk about at length. Mm, wow. Stop me if I go too long. <laughs> I hope you don't get offended when I tear him apart. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope all the Doug fans out there don't get offended. <laughs> uh, well, Doug, uh, just to take a overview here. Uh, again, we're not talking about the shows. We're talking about the characters. But um, Arnold ran from 1996 um, and then that last season is weird. I don't know if you know anything about this, but 1996 is when it started and the last season began in 2000, but it, it says that it ran for four years, the last season, like they released episodes over the course of four years. Hmm. So technically the oh, end wow. date is 2004. Hmm. Uh, and there was an, ex- there was exactly a hundred episodes of Arnold. Wow. Um, and then Doug, uh, originally ran from 1991 to 1994, uh, 52 episodes. And then of course it was bought out by ABC and then it ran another three years, 96 to 99, with 65 episodes. Um, so, a little bit about the background here, but uh, where do you want to start? Uh, how about you decide, Andrew? Right? Sure. I mean, that's... Um, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Why don't we start with uh, the fashioner style or whatever. All right, well, it's time for a little verses then. You want me to go first? Yeah, why don't you start out fashion? So, okay. So fashion... When I look you're, at, you're a fashionable guy, Max. Somewhat, yeah. No, everybody I meet is always like, wow, Max is really fashionable. Well, I appreciate <laughs> that. I enjoy, uh, you know, thrifting. So it's it's fun to mix styles that way. Cool. Um, but yeah, let's get down to, the, to it. Um, when I look at Doug, I just see... Typical Bloatsburg style. Well, why don't you start with Arnold? Okay, well, all right, yeah. <laughs> hey, good idea, yeah. I mean, good I know idea. I know you want to talk about how Doug is a great... Ju- <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I guess I could use that. So, all right, let's get down to it. I'll start with Arnold here. So when I look at Arnold's style, his fashion, um, it's bold, it's trailblazing. If we look at his pants, skinny blue jeans in the 1996 era. That was huge. He has his iconic hat. What's amazing about that What's hat, iconic about it? What's iconic about it is not only is his hat a part of his wardrobe, but it's also connected to his personality and his soul. Um, what I think back to is when Helga stole his hat, he wouldn't go outside, he wouldn't talk to anybody. Right. I mean, this is not just a piece of, uh, you know, uh, something that he puts on his head to impress everybody. It's just, it's just part of who he is. Hmm. And I think that we can all relate. We have that one thing in our wardrobe that... Uh, you know, we just can't separate from. What is it for you? For me? Yeah. Um, I have a captain's hat. You're not wearing it right now. No, I'm not, but I'll, I'll never get rid of it. I've had it since I was, uh, you know, in my late teens, and okay. it's a it's a great thing. So, yeah, another hat for me as well. You know, it's weird. <clears throat> totally off topic. I uh, tore I tore my favorite shirt today. Are you serious? <laughs> like, my, I've had it since probably 2013. Wow. And, uh, yeah, ripped. How? 
I mean, it was a button down, so like the fabric was just really getting thin. Yeah. And I just flexed. I, I, yeah. <laughs> whole thing buttons came flying off. Now I just like laid down on the couch, like in a weird way, on my shoulder, and the seam on the shoulder just started ripping. That's too bad. Yeah. Um, you know what How you do should you... do is get get somebody to fix that because I actually this shirt right here, this yeah. is one of my favorite shirts. Yeah. And I once. I was dancing and I ripped all the buttons off. Sure, and uh, as one does. And I, I, I was talking to my parents about it. This was when I was in college. I uh, I ripped all the buttons off. I came home and I had it with me because it's one of my favorite shirts. I told my mother about it, and for Christmas I came back home to visit and she put new buttons on it, oh, and cool. I can still wear it to this day. Yeah. Wow. So, don't throw it away. Uh, I probably will. <laughs> I mean, buttons is a little different than like just a fabric tearing. That is true. Um, so yeah, so I, I think back to uh, his you know, hat. Like yeah. I said, yeah, Helga stole the hat. Um, he wouldn't go outside. He wouldn't talk to anybody. Um, more than just his wardrobe, it's it's part of himself. Um, we look at his just his outfit outside of the skinny jeans. We see the sweater over the long plaid shirt. Um, that long plaid shirt. A lot of people thought it might have been a skirt or a kilt. Um, but it. What do you think? You know, for a long time, I did think it was like a woman's skirt. Huh. Um, but when I look at that, it, it's really bending social norms uh, of gender, um, which at that time, it's going to be provocative. It's going to be sexy. Um, I mean, that is definitely not what they're trying to do. It's just like uh, a long button down. Yeah. But did you have you looked at a picture of him recently? Yeah. Did it not look like he's wearing a skirt? No, um, I guess I could see how people think that, but it looks like a button down. But he's going out into society. I don't with, think it's bending norms. I think it is because, you know, back then the whole gender topic was a, a touchy issue. I mean, you know, to say the least. And today <laughs> it's 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 becoming more acceptable to do that type of thing for a man to wear a skirt or for, uh, you know, um, him to wear a lipstick or, you know, whatever it may be. So I think it was very cool that Arnold was one of the first to do that. Um and then, you know... You and only you. <laughs> um, and then, unlike Doug's outfit, you could really go out and, like, to a, a show or, you know, go out in public and... Go out people, in public? People, <laughs> people would think you look cool. Okay. So, right. so yeah. I, I, I think that his style was very, very cool. I don't necessarily disagree. I, I would I would call Arnold uh, like kind of an early hipster. Uh, yeah. Like, early to that... But let me talk a little bit about Doug. This is, in my mind, maybe one of the most uh, easily, one of the most easily recalled wardrobes in Nickelodeon history. Uh, you got that green sweater vest, that white T-shirt, khakis, and Converse. Dear Journal, some people are really into clothes and fashion. Great pants. Too baggy. But me, I always just wear the same old stuff. Now, I'm not saying it's hipper than Arnold, but it, it is iconic. Um, I mean, literally to imagine Doug without it is impossible, uh, unless, you know, you're, like he's one of the many superheroes. But, like, it is part of Doug. So much so that, you know, a whole episode is dedicated, uh, Doug in Vogue, um, to this this wardrobe where it's sweet, you know, Dylan Farnham makes it popular, but the whole town starts wearing Doug's wardrobe, um, and uh, 
I think a big plus to it is that Doug is very easy to dress up as for Halloween. You know, uh, if you search, and, and I did, if you search on Google, Doug Halloween costumes just littered with uh, people dressed as Doug. Um, and so I think his style is easy to replicate. It really fits Doug. Uh, like who Doug is it's kind of like the sweater vest is not something you see often uh, not only in live action but definitely not in animated and uh, Doug I would say he rocks it I think it's perfect for yeah Doug. yeah I, I agree but I mean if I'm wearing oh, good. Crocs uh-huh. you could say that's a fashion it's not a good fashion very similar to Doug I mean that's he's not fashionable it might be a fashion that he's wearing yeah. But I mean, I mean, what is he dressed for? I mean, he's wearing a sweater vest and shorts. Is it is it cold? Is it is it warm? I don't understand. What do you mean? Uh, Arnold's wearing a sweater. Yeah, but it's not he's living hot. in it's the not big city. I mean, that's pretty much New York City, where it's going to be. I just think I think the benefit to Doug is that, like, for me, like to think about Arnold, I have to. I know he's got the little hat, and I know he's got the weird hanging out shirt. But I have to think a little bit about like the specifics of his wardrobe, and to me, it's not instantly recallable, like the colors and 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 how it looks. Where Doug is instant, like you can't separate the two. Like Doug's outfit is crucial to the show, more so than Arnold's hat. Yeah, there's one episode because Arnold. There's ha- one Arnold's- episode where he loses his hat, but in that episode, he's wearing it. There's Arnold's multiple ha- episodes where I see Doug in other outfits. Arnold's head does the heavy lifting, not the hat. Really? Do you, have you ever seen a picture of Arnold without that hat right between his hair? It just looks bizarre. Because we don't associate him with anything but that hat. Well, let's get when it. When I see Doug, I've seen him in other outfits. Have you seen someone wear... I've seen Quail Man. Have you seen people has, wear underwear over their shorts and a belt on their head? Well, that's Quail Man. That's not Doug. That's that is a fantasy. Doug. That no, is Doug. No, no. How dare you? Doug Doug is willing to imagine fashion beyond anything Arnold could conjure. I just think that it's... That's by the way, when you search Doug Halloween costume Quail Man also very popular as a fashionable Halloween costume, which I myself was like, why haven't I done Quail Man yet? So easy. Fair enough. Hard to find a very little hat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> I like it. Do you so feel far, satisfied? Questions? I feel very good so far yeah. about both of these arguments. I just think questions? that Doug uh. moved from Bloatsburg, and he had that Bloatsburg style and never adapted to Bluffington. What is Bloatsburg style, and how dare you presume to know? It is, I mean, <laughs> when I look at the other people in Doug's uh, universe, yeah. they, they dress better than Doug. It might be iconic. But like I said, just like the Crocs yeah, are I'm not sure. If I, I wear Crocs, you're going to remember me for my Crocs if I wear them every single day. Well, I think we're looking at the topic a little bit differently. You're looking at like who looks cooler. And yeah. I'm, I'm looking at like the actual character of like, does it fit and is it memorable? Well, okay. So when I look at it as who's, who looks cooler, obviously Arnold looks cooler. You'll agree with that, right? Arnold's outfit. Agree with me. Ar- Ar- Agree with <laughs> me. What is this strategy? It's like Dwight from the. <laughs> uh, Arnold's outfit fits him just as Doug's outfit fits him. Okay. I, I'm not in disagreement. I think both characters yeah. are wearing the perfect thing for that character. Great job to the artists who did uh, and creators who decided that. But I think Doug's outfit is more memorable. So you won't you won't say that Doug's outfit looks cooler. 
Just say it. Um, if I'm to, if I'm to go <laughs> off how the series views it, um, Dylan Farnham's one of the hottest stars on television. You keep going around the question. Does Doug look cool? <laughs> Doug looks cool. Does he look cooler than Arnold? The show only confirms. Does it. he look cooler than Arnold? And is his outfit, if we're looking at memorable, mm. is his outfit going to be more memorable than Arnold's hat? Because there's no way. Because you've never seen Arnold's light. hat is not the first thing I think of. Well, you think of his head. Yeah, but what's right in the center? Head. What's right in the center? Uh, now that you remind me, the hat. <laughs> <laughs> um, I might like to hear something about how their outfits uh, like reflect who they are. Mm. Uh, well, I'm happy to lead. Uh, Doug is, I think his outfit perfectly reflects who he is. First off, Doug's a little bit of everything. He's He's shy, but at the same time he wants to be liked. He's uh, he's got a really cool artistic side, and I think that's represented in his converse. Um, like Doug, Doug's wardrobe is kind of a bit of everything. Like the the sweater vest would imply like maybe an awkward kid, and that is what Doug is. He's a little bit awkward um, at first glance, um, but I think those shoes uh, always felt like I, I wore converse as a kid, so I kind of related in that way of like, and I still wear converse. I still related in that idea of like, all right, Doug is awkward. I wouldn't wear, I don't know. Actually, I did wear it. I don't know if you remember this, but I did wear sometimes sweater vests. Hmm. <laughs> um, There's a sweater vest, period. Yeah, I don't know if subliminally, I don't even, I'm not going to make it up. That's Max's thing, but. Okay. Uh, <laughs> any, anyway, I do think Doug's uh, wardrobe really reflects the character. He's living in the suburbs. Um, but I think it's got a mix of awkward and like at the time what Doug wants to be, which is cool. Cool. Um, when I look at Arnold's outfit, um, like I, like I started my entire argument with, he's a trail, uh, Arnold is, uh, as a trailblazer. You think he's aiming um, to be that? I mean, what I think is that he is somebody at his age that doesn't really care too much about what his peers think of him. Um, especially when I look at his jeans, there's no other character in here. Arnold cares. He doesn't, he doesn't care because if he would, (laughs) he'd be wearing the baggy jeans. He'd be like, um, Harold wearing the big baggy pants. He'd be like Gerald wearing the, uh, baggy shorts. He would not find his own style. I don't understand that. Skeeter dresses differently. Right. But I'm saying that Arnold wore clothes that were different than everybody else. There's nobody else on that show that dresses like Arnold. Not even close. All of the kids are more so... I'm not so, sure that's true. <laughs> they're all wearing more so like a 90s baggier style where his is all very tight-fitting. And it's... he's Like I said, he's... he's Did you creating. take his measurements? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> but just the fact, like I said earlier, the fact that he's wearing that shirt that looks like a skirt really, really sold it for me where he is representing... Uh, somebody that's understanding of culture and understanding of moving forward, and he's just forward-thinking. He really is. More so than Doug ever was. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think that was ever the point of Doug. Is to be. I'm not even sure being progressive is the point of Hey Arnold. I don't think so either. But I definitely think Doug is not trying to be progressive, and I think his outfit reflects that Doug is kind of conservative and uptight a little bit. Okay. Okay. Why don't we move on to Best Friends? Since we just kind of brought up Gerald and Skeeter. Is that cool? Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, so we're going to talk best friends. This is a tough category. 
let me just put it right out there. Skeeter, Gerald, classic. Oh, no agreement. All right, cool. Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> okay. Yeah, so look, has he doesn't want to concede him. any. Yeah, okay, I respect space. it. I respect <laughs> it. Uh, okay, so Skeeter. Um, I think. Um, I think. Well, let me quote. Let me quote um, the fandom page about Skeeter. Okay, so this is a direct quote. Skeeter is what some may call a lovable goofball who always has a cheery disposition and a kind attitude. He is usually very eccentric and goofy, doing humorous actions or saying nonsense things. Skeeter knows all about the beats and has tons of posters of them as well as Monroe Yoder's wig. Skeeter's aware of Doug's crush on Patty and helps him in uh, his relationship with her. Skeeter also is a good beatboxer. Skeeter's trademark, trademark catchphrase is honk honk. Uh, it's a sound which he uses whenever he talks to someone. Uh, these two have a very, Doug and Skeeter have a very strong bond of friendship and trust that few can match. Um, what I love about Skeeter is how he immediately, um, embraces Doug when he gets to Bluffington. It is actually Skeeter who is the gateway to Bluffington for Doug. He, he embraces him and actually allows Doug to become part of the game. Yo, man, let me take care of this. The new kid wants three moo cows, one no cukes, one no sneakers, one wet one, four tubers, and four for the vibe. You want anything else? Well, how do you order a salad from the salad bar? One salad from the salad bar! Mm. You're new around here, aren't you? Mm -hmm. I'm Skeeter. It's short for Mosquito. It's a family name. Well, I'm funny. Uh, I mean, Doug Funny, and, and this is Porkchop. Wow, I've never seen a vegetarian dog before. It's just a phase. Well, come on, let me introduce you around. Hey, everybody, this is Doug, the new kid. Hi. Hi. What are you doing? Um, there is, with one exception, uh, with one exception, there is no case in which Skeeter isn't always really by Doug's side. In fact, I'd say even more so than Gerald, um, he is really encouraging Doug to kind of come out of his shell, to be more confident, to be more bold. He introduces him to like new trends, um, like the beats. I mean, Doug wouldn't know the beats. We wouldn't know the beats without Skeeter. Um, and uh, I just think that Skeeter is more interesting. Uh, I'm, I'm going to expand on that probably more after you speak, um, but Skeeter's a little bit unpredictable, and I like that. Like, he's that kind of goofy friend that you want. Um, what comes to mind immediately is uh, my brother and me, mm -hmm. uh, Moo. You need that friend who's going to kind of create a off-kilter feel, like someone who's going to do something kind of crazy enough that it's fun and weird, uh, and I think Skeeter brings that a bit more than Gerald, but why don't you go ahead hmm. and... Uh, Talk about Gerald. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So for Gerald, I think that he's a he's a good contrast to uh, to Arnold. Um, unlike Skeeter, we see a true distinction between Gerald and Arnold. Um, unlike. Yeah, I, we'll, we'll get to it. But sure. yeah, Skeeter and Doug pretty much are the same character. Just one is goofy. Um, so, what Gerald does is he helps us learn a lot about the city. Have you seen Doug? Huh? You watched Doug before? I've I've watched Doug quite a bit, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but he helps us learn a lot about the city that the show is set in. Uh, a lot of storytelling, 
he knows a lot of in-depth knowledge about local ur urban legend in that area. Um, he's just more of a thought-out character than Skeeter. Fruits! We had to be fruits! Why could we be in the bread group? Or beverages? I could have been a cream soda. Yeah, well, we're fruits. And the Torio missed the bus! Slow down! This strawberry really chafes! Um, I mean, one thing that comes to mind is, um, you know, you think you know Skeeter so well, but who did Skeeter like? Who did he have a crush on? What? I'm sorry. Who did, who did Skeeter have a crush on? Just at any point in that show. He never had a crush on anybody. Um, he never liked BB. I think that's false. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, through my research, I was able to see that Skeeter did not like... There was never a crush that he, that he had. Um, but Gerald had Phoebe. Uh, Phoebe also liked him back. Um, he's also the class president. He had the memorable, memorable haircut um, and a style that shows us that he's interested in things like the number 33 jersey. <laughs> um, that he's really interested in the sports. Um, so, so yeah, that's... And I don't, I don't think... Did he really like uh, BB? <laughs> it wasn't an ongoing thing, yeah. but... Uh... Yeah. Okay. Then that was my my bad on the research. Um, well, my my thoughts on Gerald are very simple. He is a good friend. I think I'm willing to concede right off the bat both Skeeter and Gerald are good friends to the main character. Um, but I want to quote again Wiki Fandom in the bio about Gerald. It says he uh, he can become jealous of others if they steal his spotlight. <laughs> The two, meaning Gerald and Arnold, often experience conflict in opinion, and sometimes Gerald dampers Arnold's natural optimism. Gerald, I'm continuing. Gerald is far less open to helping others and almost always attempts to dissuade Arnold from doing so. Um, he's also more likely to doubt people or to spite somebody that he believes has wronged him, such as his brother. Uh, he is sometimes seen as selfish during the show. I'm not, and these aren't my words, but um, I'm in full agreement that actually <laughs> sometimes what I don't love about Gerald, and I like Gerald, is that um, he kind of slows Arnold's um, momentum towards stuff. He's uh, sometimes a naysayer. And uh, I love that Skeeter is always like, yeah, man, let's let's try it. Like, let's let's do this crazy thing. It, Skeeter is the one bringing Doug out of his shell, and I think sometimes it's Arnold, unfortunately, dragging Gerald along. See, but that's I mean, what you just read. I mean, this is thank you for reading that. I mean, that described you're, you're a real a real friend. Like Skeeter is a made up friend. He's <laughs> he, he mirrors he mirrors Doug. I mean, everything from. Uh, his imaginary friend, what's his name? Silver Skeeter, just like Quail Man. It's like it's, they just. You don't like having an imagination. No, I just everything about Doug is Skeeter, but then Skeeter is just funny and goofy. I mean, Silver Skeeter is a one-off. But he had that imaginary friend, just like Quail Man. I had an imaginary friend. What are you trying to say? I'm Doug. I'm, no, because I did as well. But <laughs> Gerald is a real. Oh, maybe we're Gerald, all Doug. Gerald is. I didn't like, have an imaginary friend. Uh, like what was, I was your saying, imaginary but, friend's name? I don't remember that. Wow. <laughs> what was yours? Lewis. <laughs> but but like I was saying earlier, I said that Gerald's a more thought-out character because, like you said, he makes Arnold shine. Arnold brings Gerald along and opens up. That's what's so amazing about Arnold is that he has this compassion and empathy where he brings people up and he lifts them up because 
Maybe Everybody I- has a friend, just like Gerald, where they're a little pessimistic. Um, they, they, you know, don't want to get into everything. And you have that amazing friend like Arnold that's dragging you along saying, hey, man, everything's okay. Come with me. We're going to do this. And he's going to show them compassion. Um, so you agree Gerald's a drag? Uh, I agree that he's a real character because I think that we can all be drags, and I think that Skeeter's just written to be the perfect friend. Where now, it, it, but Skeeter is, as a character, a little more unpredictable, I would say. Get your lemonade! Only $50 a glass! Gerald, Gerald's, like, um, Gerald's character doesn't change a whole lot on the page. So, like, I think there's truth to what you're saying, but, like, I kind of know what to expect. If I'm going into an Arnold episode, I kind of know what to expect from Gerald. He's a little, like, kind of flat line. Um, where, where Skeeter is kind of bouncing off the wall, making weird noises, looks really kind of cool. Like, I remember in the 90s, I thought, I thought Skeeter was kind of cool looking. Uh, he's got that blue vibe. Yeah. He looks awesome. Yeah. Um, and, uh... You know, I know that you're. I, I guess. I guess we just differ. So, like, if I'm if I'm looking for a friend, yeah, of course I want them to be real. And I think Skeeter is often very real about like what's going on with Patty, um, or what's happening at school. But I also want a friend who's always like, yeah, I'm here for the ride. And Gerald's not always that. Well, I mean, despite being a good friend. Yeah, and and yeah, the first thing I thought of is you know I'll say that Skeeter is a memorable character and a friend for his voice and his honking but is there really much more to him because i mean he's just yeah there's more to him yes i don't know i know that he has the, the iq the, did you remember that iq test i do yeah and he's like he's a brilliant guy yeah but he just a, doesn't do well in school he, i mean like they couldn't develop him anymore like he's this brilliant guy and it's just that one episode. they definitely develop him uh, his family his family life of you, so we got we got Skeeter's little brother, who of course adds the dynamic of annoying sure. Doug, Dougie Big Nose. Uh, we got a really stern father, and then I think one of the best episodes of Doug, um, despite not making my top five, is when uh, Ske- they think Skeeter's moving. Like that's one of the most heart wrenching episodes. Is when Doug thinks Skeeter's leaving town, and they're actually trying to find a way to keep Skeeter because like the two are so bonded, he couldn't imagine. Skeeter leaving town. And of course, the good news is it was all a misunderstanding. Skeeter was just getting a new room uh, in the basement, which is a really cool room. But uh, I just, I always felt like Doug, Doug couldn't exist without Skeeter. And Arnold, though I love Gerald, Arnold could maybe perhaps carry on without him. But that's, I mean... But that's because Doug is kind of this shy, timid man where Arnold is his own guy. Like, he's, he doesn't need anybody. They're different people, yeah, for sure. Yeah, they're different yeah. people. Yeah. I mean, different Skeeter, characters. Skeeter, yeah. <laughs> so Skeeter is, you know, introducing everybody, introducing Doug to everybody, you know, because he, at the burger place. Honker Burger. Honker yeah. Burger, yeah. Um, you know, he's kind of tight with Roger Klotz. Tight? Not tight, but he's not... He's not an enemy of Roger, and, and uh, I would say Skeeter's inclusive to say here is Roger, but yeah. I don't think they're hanging out. Yeah, but I mean that's that's not cool because that's kind of Doug's. I would I would argue just enemy. the opposite. It, I think it is cool mm-hmm. to kind of be accepting of all people. But and also still, Gerald, it's Gerald, not it's not like he it's not like Gerald throughout... hangs out with Harold. What are we yeah, talking, but, are we talking uh, about? but Arnold and Harold aren't. It's not like it's not the same dynamic between. Harold and Arnold as it is between 
Klutz and Doug because Harold respects Arnold. He respects Arnold. I, I, I disagree here. Uh, um, real quick question. What's Gerald's last name? Johansson. Good. Okay. That's Mosquito. Mosquito's oh. last name. Valentine. Valentine, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I, just, I, also, yeah, I, also, I know, I know. I know. You guys don't think I know my stuff. I, I know my stuff. I, I also think Mosquito Valentine's, uh, it doesn't mean anything, but I think it's a cooler name. Hmm. Yeah. It's, it's all for show. That's what Skeeter is. He's just honking, voice, name. Oh, good thing I'm then... watching a television show. All right. <laughs> um, what do you think, like, for you, what's the weakest part of your character? Um, well, I mean, if we're looking specifically from just a friend standpoint, he is a drag at points throughout the show. But I think that that also really helps the dynamic between Arnold and, uh, and Gerald because... You know, Arnold is the star of the show, and it makes him truly show his outgoingness and his openness to all aspects of his little universe in that city and what, what he can do with Gerald and open him up to things. And then Gerald does the same for him, like when they went skateboarding down that huge hill and everything. But for, for the most part, he can be a negative Nancy. Um... I don't know. I guess maybe I really like Skeeter. Uh, I'm trying to think like why he's a bad friend. Um, I think maybe like, well, I think just as a character, maybe there's something to the fact that they over rely on the like Hong Kongs and weird noises. Um, but that's a sound design design choice. But I, I, that, that's what I would go with is like, as a character, I think he's a good friend. He's a friend I'd want. Um, but as a character, if you're looking for a flaw, maybe like his his catches in the show are more like reliant on, um, you know, little little noises. Things yeah. like that. Very good. <laughs> hmm. Um, you want to do uh, family? Family? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, all right. So looking at family, um, the two main people that I kind of focused on in. Arnold's universe um, are his grandparents. Um, Grandpa Phil, he's such an amazing character. What I love about Arnold's parents, or grandparents rather, is, um, you know, the people that watch over him, are they're an integral part of the episodes. And there's full episodes that are kind of based around them. Um, Grandpa Phil, he's kind of a soundboard for Arnold. Um, always talking to him even though he has kind of like almost dementia where some of the stories don't seem like they're true hey grandpa i was wondering if i could talk to you i've kind of got a problem oh well shoot short man grandma seems to be counting on me to help her save the circle theater and i really want to help her you do it's a great cause no problem and ernie's kind of counting on me to help him knock down the circle theater he says i'm like a son to him besides i get to drive a wrecking ball well like i always say how many chances are you gonna get to drive a wrecking ball no problem no you see i told grandma i'd help save the same building i told ernie i'd help destroy now you got a problem i know that but what do i do well there's only one thing you can do. Uh, well, 
what you could do is... Shoot! Fire! Time to take my medication already. I'll have to get back to you, boy. Don't call me. I'll call you. Um, you know, he's always talking about these old stories. Um, the one that I really thought about during this, um, you know, that he was a World War II veteran, um, that he single-handedly won the Battle of the Bulge by tricking the Nazis into eating a bunch of spoiled Spam. And, you know, kind of like in other episodes, you just think of it as this crazy story that he's kind of bringing up from his past that might not be true. And they go to Washington, D.C., and they go to this little park, and there's a monument behind this little set of bushes. And they walk, they walk over there, and they push it aside, and it was true. Like, that was part of his actual story. So I really like the grandpa because he's always giving these funny stories, and you just, I guess you just never know if they're true. Um, and then you think of the grandma, uh, Gertrude, you know, she's this kooky old bat. She has a black belt. She dresses up in these crazy outfits. She has these different characters that she's created in her mind um, and just is always willing to help Arnold no matter what. Um, one of the episodes that I go to, I think it was one of the first ones, is when um, Arnold was trying to... Arnold went to the zoo with his classmates and there's this turtle there that was, like, so sad. Went home just so depressed and just, like, vented to his grandmother... And she's just like, let's let's go, let's get that turtle out of there and take him to the sea. I and love that's, that episode. Yeah, and that's just like one of the things that I always remember about her is just like, man, she is just willing to do whatever it is for Arnold. Um, and then his parents, um, you know, they were in, like, I think they were like missionaries almost, and they were in uh, helping indigenous people, and they went on this last mission to help the people of uh, San, San Lorenzo. And they just disappeared. So, I mean, that's just such a cool story to have, like, your parents be these people that just, you know, sacrifice themselves to help people. Um, and then, not, I didn't look into all the people that lived at that boarding house, but just, um, it just seemed like such a great community of people there that he came home to, and he just had, you know, so many people to talk to. They had that big Thanksgiving dinner there. It was just, I mean, that's just, growing up, I always wanted to be in a household like that i mean i had a great house you know great great family but i just couldn't imagine like just all these different cultures all these people from all over and just like getting together and hanging out all the time so yeah yeah i think it's so interesting because like arnold and doug really represent like two possible upbringings Mm -hmm. um you know arnold with a more fractured kind of um unknown like with his parents mm-hmm. bringing and then kind of doug's family represents the more like what you would imagine is the suburban family um and so just to kind of go over here for those who don't remember uh, doug's family is his uh, mom vita funny dad phil uh judy his sister um and he's got his dog Porchad. um and we do meet grandma one episode on doug on the wild side which is a great great episode yes yeah. much much like arnold he also has a very kooky grandma <laughs> um but uh i think um i think for me personally growing up i was able to maybe relate a little bit more to doug's situation i was interested in arnold's situation because it was so foreign to me but um i grew up in kind of a middle class normal suburban neighborhood um i had i had two sisters mom dad um, I didn't have a dog like Porkchop, but who does? Um, and I think that every character on Doug is really grounded, um, except for maybe Judy, who adds her own dynamic. Um, 
Judy, I think, is really, really, as far as family members go, really electric. My sister Judy doesn't seem too worried. To her, life is a great big movie, and she's playing all the good parts. <sighs> the air is electric with the fragrance of this new venture. Too long ago, Candace and uh, Melissa both rated her as one of the best female characters on uh, Nickelodeon, um, and I think that's because like she does represent something so opposite of Doug. Even though they're related, Judy is like this electric um, kind of buzzing energy in the Funny House, um, and then we have a mom who's just really supportive of whatever Doug wants to do. She's really soft-spoken. Um, and kind of uh, just there when Doug needs her. <sighs> You're up early, son. I'm off to bag a nematode. <laughs> there you go. It's good to have ambition. Roger said if I catch a big one, I'll be a hero. You know, kids today have so many more advantages than we ever had. I think it's wonderful you're making friends already. I'm proud of you, mister. Be happy. Um, and then I love Phil. Phil Funny, I think, is one of like the most underrated parents, Nickelodeon parents. He, I think, I think people would gloss over Phil, but Phil has some of the best one-liners on Doug. And um, there's, of course, the great episode where uh, we actually get to see a little bit behind the scenes of what Phil does, uh, which is he's a he's a family photographer. He yeah. runs his own Photoshop. He works himself to the bone to support his family. Um, and again, kind of coming from a household where we weren't rich. Uh, my dad worked a ton. Um, I felt like kind of a, a kin like I saw Doug's household. And by the way, my old my oldest sister is also very like um, Judy esque. She was like strange. <laughs> so um, there, I'm not like I don't. I'm not hating on Arnold or anything. I just felt personally I was able to really relate to Doug's family. Um, and I think that like Doug uses the family in the show really wisely. Um, they don't like stuff it down your throat, but they're always kind of there. Um, and when they're used, they're used really thoughtfully. Um, so I, I love the funny family and I love the fact that they're called the funny family. Yeah. They're good. Um, what, what are some of your complaints about, uh, the funnies? You know, I didn't have too many. Um, I even wrote, you know, Judy, very cool. Um, you would have, you would have, you know, had you not met Melissa, I would, yeah, would've, Judy would have been your kind of girl. Dating her, yeah, sure. <laughs> but, you know, I probably would have gotten sick of her. She's just a little over the top, maybe, uh, you know, trying to go into that, what is it, beatnik? Is that what you would call it? I guess she's a beatnik, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, yeah, mother, the mother, um, her name was... Theta. Theta, yeah. Just kind of a fill-in character, not really uh, mm. somebody that anybody remembers, and then, uh, and then with the father, yeah, he was a photographer, which is really cool. And then I know that he did try to start a business, but he was a failed business owner, um, which is just yeah, uh, wow. Uh, so screw him for being ambitious. <laughs> <laughs> but he he went back to his old job, which was you know that was good. But he tried. He tried. So that's a good thing. Would you consider Port Chop part of the family? Yeah, I would. Sure, he's a good. Yeah, it's a great dog. Yeah, and I have a dog, and you know, I'm just—I'm not a big dog guy, so he doesn't affect me in any way. Well, I'd say George and Pork Chop are a bit different. 
Yeah, George Porkchop is a little dated. bit dated. That's uh, true. Yeah. He often supported Doug when he was feeling sad. That's true. Integral but, part of the family. I'd agree. Yeah. But um, I mean, all in all, if you look at Hey Arnold, the family of Hey Arnold, um, of Arnold rather, um, they just play a bigger piece of his entire story. Hmm. Bigger. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's episodes based around them, and they're sure they have they're just more developed, I would say. Mm. Okay. Um. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm good. Uh, yeah, I, I like, I love, I, I love the concept of Arnold's family, like the boarding, like the kind of the boarding house. Um, I think it's a little more one note, Grandma and Grandpa. Um, it's kind of always like high octane, weird, crazy. Um, and, uh, I think I like the dynamics of the funny family a little bit better, which is you have that weird, but you also have that like stability, um, and, uh, I just, I, yeah, I like the dynamic of the funny family a little bit better. Yeah. But you know, I, I understand cause yeah, grandpa and grandma, very high octane, but there are so many points in that series where they're being goofy, being goofy, but then they like bring it down. You know, they're like, hey, come here, short man. And they'll talk to them, you know, yeah. talk to Arnold and, like, just give him some real, like, peace of mind, some some elderly wisdom mm-hmm. um, that you really don't remember because, all you know, when you think back on them, you just think of them being these goofy people, but they really had some sincere moments as Grandpa, well. Grandpa, I need to talk to you. Hey, it on me. Principal Wart's called. He said you're in big trouble. That you're this far from being expelled. What does he know? He's just an old fart. Grandpa! Make your point, Arnold. I'm busy. Grandpa, what happened? You were doing great. You were passing all your tests. Don't you want to get your diploma? Forget it, Jarman. I'm through with school. I'm chucking the whole education thing. But you're so close. What about your dream? I woke up. Why are you doing this? Why are you skipping school and acting tough and getting in trouble? Cause? Cause why? Because. Because why, Grandpa? I want to know why, and I want to know right now. Because I'm scared. I'm scared, okay? Scared of what? That I can't do it. That, that I'll fail. And his parents, I mean, they don't really resolve that until the movie, the, the movie. Jungle movie, which yeah. came out a couple years ago, so it's hard to even... Uh, I don't know if I... I guess that's part of his story, but during the original run, yeah, um, it's always just kind of a question mark, and they never deal with it. There's an episode, one episode where they kind of get at it, but um, I always felt like that was a misstep on Arnold, where like they didn't spend more time, um, maybe looking at his backstory. They, I thought they had a, a flashback episode, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, kind of there like was, in a sepia there, tone. There's. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you and your tones. Uh, yeah, there is one episode, but, um, you know, there's a hundred episodes. Yeah. And Doug also had, like, a baby brother at, at one point, right? What's his uh, name? That was the ABC. Okay, version. yeah, so that's not part of it. Not canon. Um, well, I guess okay. it is canon, but not Nickelodeon right. canon. Uh, I think I've heard enough about that. <laughs> um, not quite, though. Uh, which character, which family member is your least favorite family member? Um, I'll, I'll start. Uh, Theda is, um, hmm. she is, um, I, I think she's just given the least to do. Um, I mean, Judy has, you know, 
her own episodes. Phil has one of his own episodes, and like I said, is always there with kind of a quick line. Poor chop is just uh, you can't dispense poor chop. And then I love that Graham episode. So I think like Theta, I love Theta. Like great mom, supportive. I just think they give her the least to do. Yeah. Man, I mean, I'm, you know, I, I wrote down grandma, grandpa, and then the parents. I could say the parents, but that's the easy way out. I guess I would go with the grandmother. Um, and there's only one reason. Um, she was a black belt, and I used to be in uh, karate, K.I. Kajukempo. And there was this older woman there that was a black belt, and she was just so full of herself and um, not very nice to me as I was learning. So um, I guess I kind of, growing up, associated her with that older woman at uh, K.I. Kajukempo. Hmm. So okay, I, it's not a great answer, I know, but it's a tough question. Yeah. Yeah. You feel good? <laughs> oh man, I've heard it. Oh man. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't we do um, uh, personality? Boy. All right. Just give me a second. All right. It's gonna take a little while. Uh, first, I I start with that. Doug is a, a good friend, easygoing. Um, I love that Doug is a dreamer. Um, online, I'll just use the quote. It says he has a wild imagination. Um, and we see this through Quailman, Jack Bandit, Smash Adams, Race Canyon, and the Chameleon. Um, so you never just have one version of Doug. You kind of also get to see who Doug um, dreams of as a better self. Um, and I like that, that he's ambitious. But I really, I think part of Doug's personality is that he was relatable to me. Uh, and so some of the things I note here is that he played music. Uh, he played the banjo. He attempted to start a band. Uh, things that I felt like in my own life were things I was also going through. Uh, he was a writer, and not that I'm a good writer, but I love writing. And pretty much every episode starts or ends with him writing in his journal, kind of keeping his own biography, which I thought was really cool and showed kind of... Um, a deeper level to Doug that like he was reflecting on kind of like his progress or lack thereof. Uh, he was an artist, so he was always working on his Quail Man comic books, not only just fantasizing about it, but he was actually drawing. And so um, I know someone like you, Max, could appreciate the fact that like Doug, even though I think like people are quick to write off Doug, but he was actually like, like had an artistic side and like a sensitive side. Um, and I think that uh, maybe it's uncomfortable for people to deal with that. But uh, Doug was not just awkward. He was actually, like, an artist. Uh, and had a crazy imagination. Uh, Doug was willing to help his neighbors. Uh, so we recently talked about Doug as Hamburger Boy. Um, you know, pretty much whatever Mr. Dink needed, no, no matter how outrageous, Doug was a great neighbor and willing to help. He's a lover of animals. Uh, and to me, that's a... If you don't like animals, it's a real indication of who you are as a person. Uh, <laughs> Doug, um, I think one thing that you brought up that I think is a good point as far as personality on Doug is I think he was also relatable in the fact that he had a crush. Um, and that it wasn't like... Um, They're still friends. It wasn't like he was like a weirdo watching from the outside. He was friends with Patty, which made it even harder, the fact that he liked her. And I felt like I had kind of those moments in my life where it felt uncomfortable because they're your friend, but you also kind of like them. Um, and so I think the Patty element um, added to Doug's depth. 
Uh, he had interest. He liked sports. He loved basketball. He had basketball trading cards. He loved the Beats because of Skeeter. Uh, becomes a Beats head. They travel. They go see concerts. Um, and so his love of music was always really relatable to me. Um, and I think there's an element to Doug that is really cool, which is he's the new kid in town. Uh, and they never really lose that. So, like, even though it goes for five seasons on Nickelodeon, Doug is always the new kid in town. And so if I were a kid watching at home, a ton of kids had to have this experience of being, like, the new kid out of school. Dear Journal, it's me, Doug. You know, last week my life was just about perfect when all of a sudden my dad said the two most feared words in the whole world were moving. Dad, can you try to dodge the bumps? I'm getting ink blops on my journal. <laughs> That's a big 10-4, good buddy. Look out, Bluffington. The funny family's arrived. And so Doug represented that um, in, in so many ways. Um, and I think, I think some people might say that Doug's insecurities were bad, um, but to me, this is actually what makes Doug realer than mm -hmm. most Nickelodeon characters is that he had anxieties yeah. uh, and um, it wasn't just like all just crazy random stories it was Doug dealing with um, uh, I'll, I'll quote Jim Jenkins here who created the character he said uh, Doug dealt with everyday anxieties of mundane life so it wasn't always the craziest situation but uh, as a kid it was a big deal um, and I think Doug made that relatable in a lot of ways very well said. That's great. Um, so, um, you know, first off, I love the fact that Doug is a dreamer. Uh, I think that he utilized Quailman perfectly to escape and deal with his real-life problems. Um, I would have just liked to see him have a little bit more of a backbone. Um, Arnold, on the flip side, um, he commanded respect. You look at the scariest kid in town, Stoop Kid. He befriends Stoop Kid. He helps him off the stoop. He wasn't scared to approach people. Um, Harold, the guy that bullies Arnold, he still treated him as a friend. Um, I think of the time that he sang Just Hit Me. I'm sure you remember that song. Um, and yeah, I, I think that Doug has so many great qualities, but he is just a little immature, um, especially being in the sixth grade. Arnold, he's very mature and he's only in the fourth grade. Um, Doug is always in his own head and he's quite a pessimist. Um, Arnold really doesn't have time to think of fantasies. He's too busy doing good for the community um, and as, as well as the entire friend group. Um, he's just a cool character. Um, the cast in Hey Arnold is by far uh, a meaner group of kids, uh, rough around the edges more so than the people um, within Bluffington. Um, and Arnold is always finding a way to act as a therapist and a mediator to bring out the good in each and every single one of those kids, which I always thought was such a cool um, aspect of him. Um, I also do like that Arnold has his limits, and if he is provoked too far, um, you know, he will become irritable, and his feelings will be known, and there will be a sound explanation. So, you know, if Roger stepped into Arnold's world and was bullying him like that, Roger would know, you know, unlike you know, Doug, who just kind of let him walk all over. Um, Doug also really never seemed to develop. Um, Arnold sure did. Uh, in earlier episodes, Arnold did seem a lot like Doug, where he was kind of dreaming, thinking of fantasies. But as the series matured, so did Arnold. Uh, he became more thoughtful, and he was a voice of reason for uh, the entire cast there. Can you give an example? 
Um, yeah, sure. Of when he was the voice of reason. Like mature. Um, yeah, sure. Let's think here. Wow, you caught me off guard. I should have uh, had some ammo here. But let me think back. Well, how about this? Just right off the bat, we have all these kids that are, uh, you know, kind of going to the theme park and kind of messing with all the animals. And you see Arnold have that compassion for that turtle, um, which brings him home to vent to his grandmother. And they go back and rescue that turtle. Yeah, but that's a first season episode. That is, yeah, true. Okay. Man, you got me there. I, it's okay. It's okay. I, I was just I was just interested if he had an example. I mean, I think hmm. I think some of the allegations you throw at Doug are a little unfair. I think uh, Doug dealt with Roger uh, in his own way. I think his initial reaction was relatable, which is, what do you do about mean kids? Especially when those mean kids have like a surrounding group of other mean kids, like a posse. Um, but I think Doug often found like clever ways to work around Roger to make other kids see that who Roger really was. Um, and so I think I think Doug dealt with Roger in kind of a normal way. Uh, of especially for someone who feels insecure. Um, I also think that uh, Doug Doug matured throughout the series. Uh, Doug's graduation last episode. Um, he's he's had it. Who is Principal Butt Savage? He wants answers, and he's willing to break into that office to get them. A more adventurous Doug. Eight apps. Doug, you missed the principal. The principal was here. Yeah, he gave a great speech. We tried to find you. We knew how much you wanted to see him. Oh, well, no big deal. Douglas Yancey Funny. Excuse me. Well, I gotta go graduate. Way to go, Doug! Go get him, Doug. See you in junior high. When you're about to go someplace new, it can be kind of scary. Well, you kind of want somebody older and more mature to tell you everything's going to be all right. But I found out today that older, more mature person was me. And I think we see that a lot. Doug is brave throughout the series. Doug, uh, Doug's Halloween adventure, uh, where Doug overcomes his fears. Um, I think that's kind of the whole value of Doug is the show, like a kid who doubts themselves, which I think many kids do doubt themselves, and finds ways to overcome it. Um, so I, I just, I just hope you, uh, I hope you don't think that little of Doug. I can't believe it. I think, I can't think of a, uh, it's bothering me. Oh, you didn't listen to anything I just said. Huh? No, I did. <laughs> no, I did. I mean, it's so a, like when you're saying like a roundabout way of, you know, dealing with Roger, what do you mean? Meaning like he always kind of finds a way to like show that Roger's wrong, whether it's nematode in the woods whether it's uh, Roger being a bully at the uh, at the friend party, um, I think I think he deals like it deals with it just like a normal kid would, which is to show that Roger just isn't very nice. And I know that Arnold's a little a little more confident, but uh, I think that makes Doug a little realer actually. That he can be uh, there's a figure in his life that he's uncomfortable with. Yeah, I guess it's just when you watch Doug with him narrating the episodes, it just makes you want to, you know, just grab him and say, you know, cause you know, his inner thoughts when, when he's we narrating. Do. Yeah, we yeah. do. And it's just like, man, just, you know, we know how you're feeling. Why don't you just express it in some way? Because he just, by standing up for himself. Cause I, I, yeah, he's working on that. Yeah. But 
as most people like do. Like I said, Arnold would. But I just can't think of an occurrence in the later seasons. Can you get? Bad. Can you tell me things like about Arnold that adds depth to him? I, you know, I, I, fe- I feel like the winning point on Doug is that there is a ton of depth. Like the series really builds. You get to know his interests, his loves, his dislikes. There's like depth to Doug. What what adds depth to Arnold? Well, you know Arnold's crushes. He has the uh, sixth grade girl with the with the ponytails. Um, he has that room that's just full of knickknacks. Um, that you know, he has. I think that we learn more about Arnold in the way that he deals with situations and brings people together with his compassion and empathy. Um, because when you when you watch Harold, you, you're watching a bunch of kids who can be cruel and who can you know lack judgment and you have Arnold who's just very mature for his age and you know if somebody's being made fun of he will stick up for them um, or you know if, if there's a new experience he'll just dive right in and he's just he's just not afraid to be part of a, a group of people that he's just not the same as okay. he doesn't have you know you, you think of Gerald as his best friend but when I think of Arnold, everybody in that group is his good friend in some way. He's always helping people, yeah. and, that, and that's why I think about you know if you want to if you want to look at um, Klutz and you want to look at um, Harold, they're both bullies, but there's just a complete different interaction between Arnold and Harold because Arnold is not he's just not as shy as Doug. But I think Doug is still inclusive. So like, you look at Fentruck. Or if you look at Alamu. The, the um, twins, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, I think even though Doug has, like, nerves, which, again, a normal kid would have nerves right. about, like, meeting new people, he still finds kind of the, the good in people. Doug is, um, Doug takes a little more time to get there because of anxiety, which I think is relatable. But, um, yeah, I think he still gets there. Like, he's still willing to kind of see people for who they are, even even if he has to kind of get out of his own way. Right. I think that Doug is more so concerned about what makes him feel comfortable, whereas Arnold is is more concerned with what makes these people around me more comfortable. And I think that's what makes him um, just a more sound character. Yeah. Do, do you find... I For me, I find Arnold to be a bit more of a... Um, again, I like him. I think this is two great characters. But I find Arnold sometimes to be like a little more unsurprising than Doug, meaning um, just like Doug taking you into fantasy worlds and and, sh- and kind of showing how an actual 11-year-old boy would think. Right. Um, whereas Arnold, sometimes I feel like he's not always um, kind of what you see is what you get from season one to season five. Yeah, and I think that just has to do with the, the style that they're um, portrayed in. Because, you know, you have Doug who narrates his own show. We're in his imagination. Whereas Arnold is more so any type of feelings that he's having is being brought to the characters around him. Yeah, but I want to know who Arnold is deep down. Like, what does Arnold yearn for? And I think Doug does that. And I think Doug can be wacky and caring and giving or, or anxious but I think I also kind of know what it is Doug yearns for. And I think, like, if you're building a character, it adds depth to the personality to, to know those things. Yeah, that makes sense. But I guess 
when I think of Hey Arnold, I think of a collective group of people, yeah. and it's it's more so just like a. Uh... He's like Seinfeld. Right. Okay. Yeah. And, and what's Doug? Doug. Huh? <laughs> no, like, I mean, I mean, like I mean, Arnold. Psycho. I mean, Arnold is like Seinfeld in the way that, like, he's more of um, the things are happening around him. Like, he's the center of the show, but think the things that are happening around him are sometimes more interesting than actually Arnold. Hmm. I don't know if I agree with that. That's okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> said know. your piece. Yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> Okay, let me ask you, if you had to describe your character's personality in one word, what would it be? Uh, I got mine. Go ahead. Uh, I'd say realistic. I, like, uh, relatable. I'll say relatable. He was re- relatable. Real. So, a char- like, the word I'm looking for is a character trait of the character? Yeah, I just say, like, I, whatever immediately, for you, if you had to... Empathy comes to my mind. Okay. I mean, it's just... All right, one more, that, uh, one more here. That just leaves. <laughs> that just leaves l- legacy. Legacy, which is um, I thought easily the weirdest category. Maybe mm-hmm. we shouldn't have picked it of all time. Just because we're not talking about the shows, we're talking about the legacy of the characters. Um, okay. So when I think of the legacy of Arnold, um, I I just think of. A few points, and I, I know I've mentioned this a lot, but this episode always sticks out in my mind. Um, so, saving a turtle from the zoo, giving him back to the ocean. Oh, oh my goodness. This is worse than I thought. See, I told you. Well, I know one thing that'll cheer him up. Hey, I think he's starting to trust us. Good, then we can get him out of here. But, Grandma, isn't that against the law? Against the law of the king, perhaps. But against the law of common decency? I think not. Don't worry, buddy. We're busting you out of this joint. Now you're getting the hang of it, number nine. What's that episode called? Um, you know, I, I was a very young kid, so I don't remember all these details. Sounds like you loved it. Um... Uh, bringing a community together by turning a vacant lot into a baseball field. Uh, living life through his um, installed moral compass through empathy and compassion. Um, and then on a, a deeper note, if we're actually thinking about legacy of like the, the character Arnold himself. I know Doug was a television show and everything, but Arnold, um, he actually had his roots back when I was born in 1988. Um, he was part of a clay, he was a claymation character. Um, by the same creator that did Pee Wee Herman's Playhouse, the Penny Shorts. Yeah. Um, so that was ne- 1988 to 91. During that time, he was also on Sesame Street. Hey Arnold, isn't that crazy? Um, and then we have 1991 to 1993. He was his own comic. And then uh, after that, three years later, he became his own show. So there's a huge legacy of just the character Arnold on top of you know what he's known for in his show. I mean, it's very interesting. I want to believe it. Um, yeah, it is true. Slightly. The cl- the cl- <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I'm the, not a, you know, one time I... I've seen the, <laughs> I've seen the claymations for sure. That That's true. I, I don't know about the Sesame Street part, but I, uh, I'll trust you on it. Trust yeah. me, guys. I'm not... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, uh, interesting. I mean, this is this was to me the hardest category um, because both characters I think are pretty pivotal to like Nickelodeon lore, uh, like what you think about when you think of Nickelodeon. Um, both sh both characters are unique in the fact that they've received movies, uh, very poorly reviewed movies. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, I was thinking about Doug, and uh, I, I came across a podcast called Studio 360, which is a Slate podcast, um, and they had different interviews with um, people from Doug and the creators, and then just like people who worked at Slate who were talking about their recollection of Doug, and uh, I'm going to just quote them a little bit. Um, they said the reason that Doug is so important as a character uh, is that uh, he was, yes, a lovable humdrum boy, um, but he wasn't competing to be the coolest. He wasn't the smartest. He wasn't the popular kid. He wasn't the rich kid. Doug was just the realist. The popularity of Doug may be directly responsible, I think, um, for allowing Nickelodeon to move forward with a show like Hey Arnold. Doug started in 91, was hugely popular. Um, it, it, you know, it was so interesting because when Doug started, it was a Rugrats, um, Ren and Stimpy, and Doug. And Doug, as a character, was really kind of the only, I guess, you know, in comparison, kind of the only down the middle thing to relate to. Mm -hmm. So Doug was a huge success. And in my mind, I don't even know if Arnold uh, makes it to Nickelodeon without a show like Doug uh, to, to say that this can be successful. These moral tales can be successful. Um, um, and then, of course, you know, Doug is popular enough that uh, as a character that Disney buys Doug. Um, now, what you think of what Disney did with Doug is, you know, up to opinion. But I think that uh, Doug is both shared through Nickelodeon and Disney and it appeals to different generations of kids. Like, I think when you talk to, like, our age group, we think of Nickelodeon Doug, and, like, we feel kind of a kinship, but Doug actually went on towards the 2000s, and there's a whole group that also f relate to Doug in that way. Um, but I just think, uh... I think Doug was kind of your everyman, and I think kids who love 90s Nickelodeon, um related to Doug on just like a a little bit of a deeper level than Arnold. Oof, man, I don't know. I mean, I'm a little bit younger than you, but I just... Arnold's my guy. I just... I, I know. so much more to him, but... But, I mean, you made good points. Yeah, I don't think that there would be an Arnold without a Doug, but that doesn't make him better. Um, it's not who did it first, it's who did it right, and I think, uh, <laughs> I think Arnold really did... Um, but yeah, when I think of the Doug's legacy, I think of Quail Man, which is, you know, uh, incredible. Quail Man, you're the bravest quail I know, and I just love your bell. Why, thank you, Patty. Failed attempts at love, um, boring off. Relatable, and, right? Uh, shy, and then banging on a trash can, which is a great song. And the beats. And the beats, yeah. I mean, a lot of people still really dig the beats. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would also say that, like, I think what's cool about Doug is that he is born of um, real experiences. So Jim Jenkins, who created Doug, um, I've heard him talk multiple times 
podcast interviews where he he really talks about like Doug was his life experience and um I think that's like what makes some of the stories on Doug so they hold up over time because they're every generation can relate to the things Doug's going through um and so I, I just love those stories I think um and I, they never they never screwed up Doug the character like I think he was always um consistent and reliable as kind of a character you love and like they never jumped the shark with him right yeah not that they did that with Arnold I'm just saying what I like about Doug Question? Okay. Um. What like, how, what's the legacy of these characters in your own lives? Like, what what has kept you interested in in them to this day? Uh, I can definitely say like, I think about the things Doug liked a lot more than Arnold. Um, I think <laughs> it's stupid, but like, beat songs still really make me happy. Um, I think about like kind of um, like Doug shows this like, kind of obsession with fame throughout the show whether it's Teen Heart Street or um, the uh, the Sky Davison uh, Davis tennis shoes um, I think about Doug starting a band all the time like that that episode Doug's Garage Band is like one of the real <laughs> even though it's like a dumb cartoon it felt very real that like everybody was competing everybody played the same instrument um, and so, like, I related to the fact that being in band was cool, but also annoying. Um, there's a lot about Doug. Like, I love the fact that Doug liked to draw. I was always really jealous of the fact that Doug had a dog. I was never allowed to have a dog growing up. Uh, and so, like, that relationship between Doug and Porkchop was, like, um, iconic. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm not sure there's a better relationship between a cartoon character and their pet than Doug and Porkchop. Um, and so... Again, this is just me. I'm sure there's a ton of listeners out there who are like, I can't relate to Doug because I'm a girl or I'm a minority or I didn't grow up in the suburbs. Um, but Doug was. I think Jim Jenkins probably grew up a lot like I grew up. And so I remember... I think about Doug. I like Hey Arnold. I like watching Hey Arnold. But I think about the things Doug liked a lot more. And I can't even recall. Besides Mickey K-Line, I'm not sure like of some of the stuff Arnold liked. Um but I liked the show still. That was really endearing. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess when I when I think of Hey Arnold, like I like Joe is saying, like you you don't know every every de- detail of what Arnold loves, and I think that's what kind of drew me to that show. Um, there were aspects of Arnold that I understood. Um, he was so compassionate and. He really kind of helped me as a kid understand, like, you know, you're going to have all these people at school that they're nothing like you, but you can you can find something, um, something in them that you can relate to and you can have a conversation. Um, there's aspects of of Arnold where you know he had his grandparents, which his grandfather reminded me so much of my father. Where you know I just want to hear these old stories of you know, not that my father was in World War II or anything like that, but just you know old stories from like the the 60s and, yeah. and whatnot. Um, so there's an aspect of Arnold that I understood, and there, there was an aspect that I didn't like the when they'd close the school. 
um, because of snow and they'd have their snow days or on the heat wave when they bust open the hydrant and everybody's getting soaked like you did it it's just no this is stuff like i i never <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you know like i never got the uh privilege i guess of just like living in a big city and like there's a snow day and like okay all your friends live within like a mile and there's you know trains or whatever and you can all get together and do these fun things so there's there's things that i could relate to and things that like just blew me away like that'd be so fun to do with my friends um but yeah when i when i think about him i just i think of him as just like this cool-headed guy that would just be um a great way to i guess live life um i don't know i guess that's all i got yeah cool nice (laughs) i did forget i mentioned briefly but the other thing about doug is judy i had a sister who was Oh, oh yeah, a little bit Judy-esque, and so that there was kind of a, another extra connection. But um, boy, well done, Max. Man, really please, is. all your quotes, you're <laughs> killing me over here. <laughs> and you called me out. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, sorry. I'm joking. It's tough. He was on the attack. I had, I had, I felt like I was a little bit. Um, I was coming into the debate a little bit. Uh, behind the eight ball so i had i felt like i had to be a little more hmm. that was good on top of it <laughs> oh boy well um this was tough i think um i really didn't want to lean one way or the other and um so i i think i really went off of like your argument specifically like i didn't have a problem kind of uh um with like my own opinion um, so, That's good. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, uh, a non-biased party. Amazing. <laughs> um, so I'll just go down these and uh, tell you my thoughts. Um, you started with style. Um, this was really strong for both of them. I thought uh, maybe like the most uh, uh, like balanced category. Um, I agree with Doug's outfit being, like, really memorable, easy to, like, you think of it when you think of Doug. Um, it does really fit his character. Uh, it does have that, like, conservative, like, slightly more conservative look, but, like, with that extra element, I guess. Um, that, like, awkward but slightly cool bit to it. Um, <laughs> Arnold, uh, I agree the hat is, like very it was a big part of the show and it's the first thing i probably think of when i think of his look um and and his shirt very like weird and different looking um and and arnold i think uh, you were right on in saying that he was like a little more progressive in his style uh than some of the other characters um so having said that um Man, it was really even, but I finally decided Arnold. Um, that, was a, I, that was very close. I, I thought that was going to be one that I was just, like, easy. But you <laughs> you really... I think, like, the, uh, you know, like, the weirdness of it, like, the kind of uniqueness of it was the thing that put it over the edge. Um, so, go. Style goes to Max with Arnold. Go. Um... Which was the next one that we did? Uh, friend. 
Man, this was another one that was, like, very close. Like, so far up to this point, you guys were, like, right on for me. I mean, right, you know, balanced. Um, Skeeter, uh, he does... His strength is, like, being the nice kid in town. And, like, his willingness to accept Doug, I think, is a really interesting thing about him. Um, And he is the kind of, like, trendy person in this town. Um... So I agree with that. Um, and I guess his weakness being his honking. I, man, I like that about it, but I, I get too. it too. Yeah. Like, it's like a little bit of a crutch. Yeah. Um, Fred Newman. Yeah. What can I do? <laughs> uh, Gerald, I think, um, he is like the knowledge keeper, which I really like. That's a good point. Um, and he is... Uh, you said like celebrating kind of his difference like the difference of these people i guess um what i got from you okay um i okay i ultimately went with uh, doug on this with skeeter um i just thought uh joe just had a little bit of stronger argument and you were a little bit harder on uh Gerald than I anticipated, I guess. You know, I was. You were a little giving in to like his flaws, like yeah. You're accepting them very easily without much of a yeah. I mean, not changing your mind now, but I think that his flaws (laughs) were a good thing. Yes. Yeah. Um, But you know, good good pick. I'm just that kind of guy, you know. I'm Skeeter. I'm just like, yeah, sure, yeah, good thing. <laughs> See, Skeeter. Okay, so it's one to one. What's what family. was the next one? Family. Um, um, Doug's family. I mean, I think the strongest argument in his family was Judy. Um, it, but I do really like his grandmother too. That was a really good uh, throw in. I wasn't expecting it. Um, I think uh, they are like all. Their strength is being the relatable family. I agree with that. Um, meanwhile, Arnold's family is like the weird ones. I mean, you bring up Phil uh, telling his stories and Grandma being weird. Um, and the boarding housers, of course, uh, kind of like adding some diversity to the show uh, versus Doug's relatability. Um Ultimately, these were, like, really close. Even though I disagreed, Max, with your uh, characterizing of Grandma as the worst character. Um, (laughs) I gave you some history with, you know, with the black belt. In spite of that, I gave it to Arnold. um, Mostly because of the diversity of the characters. There are just so many, and I couldn't really argue with that point. I would Um, agree with that, actually. So on to personality, um, man, uh, Joe, just, you had a very strong argument for Doug. Um, he, he is the relatable new kid. Um, and I love, um, like what you said about him as a dreamer. Like that's maybe his strongest characteristic. And I think that's like a driving force of the entire show. So I really like that. Um, and he is relatable and sensitive. He is the artist. I like that. Um, Arnold, 
I love his bravery. That's maybe, for me, like, his main, um, what I like the most about him. Um, uh, but his kindness, his maturity, um, he's, uh, and you mentioned his compassion. I think that's a really good point. Um, ultimately, this one was just, like, such a strong argument from Joe. I couldn't, I just, it was hard to argue. I mean, I couldn't, like... <laughs> He was very go. good. Yeah. This is, yeah, I put a lot of my energy there. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah that was really good. Uh, but that goes to Doug. So that, that's two to two. Oh, boy. Um, it really came down to this lasting impact. Um, Doug being the everyman, um, leading to Hey Arnold, probably the strongest point, I think. Mm. Um, but also, like, the little details about the show, like the beats and um, Doug's kind of, like want for i mean you say fame like his want for like something more i oh, guess yeah. it's like uh really stuck with me um arnold uh i'm not familiar really with the like uh claymation stuff and all this all this like earlier stuff that you brought up but it's really interesting and i'm taking it as truth <laughs> which is uh, you know it's a big deal i think it's like a long-lasting show 1988 um, also, um, I think, uh, it was a good point that you brought up that, like, he was a little bit later of a generation, like, almost the next generation of kids past us, or, like, past me, I guess I'll say. Like, not quite, I mean, he was still in mind, but, like, I get that, like, how a slightly later, later generation would, like, connect to him more than Doug. Um... So I thought they were really strong arguments. Uh, finally, I gave it to Doug. Um, oh, I knew it. I, I, it was tough. I mean, the lasting impact, though. Um, I just think Doug had a slight had a slight edge. Uh, Joe's argument, at least, had a slight edge over yours. Like, I just, I, I guess I didn't get where. Like, what from Arnold is, like, still being, um, like, held on to quite as strongly as Doug. Just didn't seem quite as, like, You maybe, mean personally to Max? Um, the I mean, in general, like, the, uh, just your points. Like, I just didn't hear what I wanted to hear, I guess, of, like, how gotcha. he, um, is, how he, like, is Doug to, um us i guess like seeing like how how arnold like uh has impacted the kids in this later generation like how it still impacts them so much gotcha like, yeah. um sounds, so sounds, i mean yeah. I, I mean doug uh, you know it's I, not fun being the judge you know I have had, to... yeah yeah it's tough You're, um yeah. i had all the reason in the world to not want to give it to joe uh, I mean, after, well, after having beaten me so many oh, times, okay. you know, uh, but, um, you know, and it, you just barely yeah. did it. Like, yeah, it was, you did good, Max. I, it was good. Uh, thanks, I, I have to say, like, I, when you picked the topic, I was like, oh man, I'm toast. Like, I think, cause I, cause I think most people tuning into this episode are like, oh, it's going to be Arnold easy. And then they probably still think Arnold easy. So you just have to, like, I think the nice thing about Doug is the depth. I think that is kind of where Doug... I, I think maybe Arnold's the more iconic character, but I th 
do think there's something to the writing on Doug where they like added a lot of layers. And I, yeah. I, I think Arnold's strength is maybe the like the family element of like his home life. That's where the layers come from, but it's not so much like everywhere else. I don't know. Yeah, you attacked what you needed to attack. You, you <laughs> knew what to do. Definitely a harder opponent than my wife. Wow. Oh, boy. Jeez. No, not to throw Hunter under the bus. <laughs> you know, we just... I saw her prepare, so I, I was like, oh, you know, I'll prepare the same way, but you really came. Quotes uh, and all. Well, I did have an advantage of maybe... You know, we've talked about this stuff so much lately that maybe it's in my mind more than her. So, like, maybe you could get away with more with her uh, than yeah. you could with me. Interesting. Well, no, that was me against her. And then Chris was the judge. Yeah. My versus, yeah. Okay, gotcha. I just mean your uh, your lie. Your famous lie. <laughs> it wasn't a... <laughs> Heard around the world. Uh, oh, boy. Um, no lies this time. <laughs> no, yeah, you seemed on the up and up. Uh, the Skeeter thing, I guess we're gonna have to check. I thought there was. Did, do you, don't you? Wasn't there one where Skeeter was like enamored with BB? Yes, I think okay. that first one where he finds out that BB likes her, likes him. Yeah. Like at the end, he kind of has like a slight affection toward her. I think. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Um, that not that once that, again it could have changed. That, I mean, if I, I don't want that, one. I don't think so. <laughs> um, I do think like it's also weirder because like. We weren't talking Hey Arnold versus Doug, like right. the shows, and that's a whole different dynamic. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah. that's true. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, yeah. we'll have to do it again. Yeah. Hey. No, you, that yeah. was really strong. Um, hey, thanks. You know, it's my first time against the big, the big dog. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> thanks, Mike. Hey, man. Uh, <laughs> well, that was um, Arnold versus Doug. Uh, just just about okay. as uh, intense as I thought. Like um, a lot to chew on. A lot mm-hmm. of ways they're similar, but yeah. uh, different in a lot of cool ways. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It was fun. Good time. <laughs> it's a tough. <laughs> these uh, verses are tough. I feel like for everyone involved, it's a emotional. <laughs> well, you're episode. just. It's like you're given like every yeah. dying breath to your yeah. argument, and so then you're just like. Once the decision comes, you're just, like, resigned to, like, oh, boy. Yeah. No. I mean, yeah. had had I won after that argument, I think I would have felt really bad. Because you did come with so much. I mean, you had quotes. You called me out on that thing where I couldn't think of anything. So, I mean, <laughs> argument-wise, well, the it, only, it would have... The only reason is because you named an episode from the first season. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the only thing that could have saved me is Arnold himself, but he, he couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever, just out of interest, did you ever watch the Jungle movie? I did not. No. no. Okay. Um, did you? Uh, I still haven't. Okay. Right. Which different day? Yeah. But that—that's kind of a segue, maybe. Uh, what are we? We're gonna take a week off. Yeah. Uh, we got a busy week coming up here, personally. But uh, after that, what are we doing? I'm quite excited. Um, we're gonna talk about the Rocco's Modern Life Netflix uh, original special. Yes. Um, Static Clean. Static Clean. We've been. Boy. I want to say since like the first episode of this podcast, be like kind of waiting on it. Yeah, we really have been talking about it for a long time. Yeah, it's only forty-four minutes, which is kind of like a bummer to me. But um, I'm excited. I'm excited. I can't wait to see what they do with this. You guys just gonna do a full-on review? I think we'll just review it. I mean, it might not be like a yeah, it might not be like a normal episode review where we have clips since this will be Netflix and I'm not gonna play clips from Netflix. (laughs) But uh, you know, we'll talk about it, say our thoughts, just kind of a. 
maybe a casual talk. Spoilers, I'm guessing. Yeah, it'll be yeah, a spoiler okay. conversation. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, have, you'll, but you'll have a week to have watched it. Right. Yeah, yeah. The episode will air a week after. So. Cool. Exciting. Yeah. Hope you guys have Netflix. If you don't, you know, borrow someone's account. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, we're on Twitter at BOC Podcast. We're on Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast. You can email us at orangecouchpodcast at gmail.com. We have a ton of emails we have to get to. We promise we will. Uh, just, just the episodes have been going long lately, so. but we'll, we'll, we'll get to them. Uh, and uh, you can find us on Podbean. You can find us on iTunes. Leave us a review. It's the best way for other people to find us uh, or tell a friend. Thank you so much for having me, both of you. Yes. And um, just, you know. A, a formidable even, opponent. Even yeah. when you lose, you, you walk good. out feeling like a winner. Yeah. And that's that's what's awesome about this place. We, um, yeah, we love you. The big orange couch. So, uh, <laughs> thanks. Well, um, see you guys next time. I've never seen the side of you. <laughs> You're lucky I'm even making eye contact. <laughs> All right. Wait, um, Battle of the Bulge? Yeah. Spam? Yeah. <laughs>